Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a lovely uh, virgin new guest to the show, but definitely not new in the podcast community. Everyone knows him and loves him, and if you don't know him yet, shame on you. Mr. Nate from Reality Zars, how are you, my dearest? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm tickled pink that you are here tonight. So first and foremost, um, this is a message from your friend Ghost, <laughs> who I just spoke to <laughs> right before the show. And he would like to know, um, or he, he played me the message that you sent him, I should say. <laughs> um, so I am interested to know about this hobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just uh, kidding <laughs> no hobo in particular just the first one i'd see just know. anyone <laughs> <laughs> little inside joke people but um he was trying to get nate on his show and nate sent him a uh, voice message and told him that um he was sorry about the snafu in the calendar but um uh, he would do certain things to a hobo if he forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> I already said no homo, so I'm good to go. I I love Ghost. He is <laughs> he is so funny. He just he just makes me smile every time I talk to him. So you know, yeah, Ghost. Is he great. said to tell you same thing. He loves you, and yeah. So there you go. Props to Mister Ghost already. So Mister Nate. For people who do not know you, tell me about Nate and the reality czars. Okay. I'm terrible at giving plugs because I'm always asking people to give plugs. Um, <laughs> and not butt plugs. Just I plug. am a husband and father. I am a Christian. I am uh, not a very good one. But, you know, I try. Um, We're not perfect. <laughs> I am a chef by trade. Uh, my show is, a, is an interesting, we will literally talk about anything. So, uh, we've left no topic unturned. So, uh, and we are very open-minded to a lot of different things. So, um, maybe one day I'll have somebody coming on to talk about flat earth. Maybe one day I'll have somebody coming on to talk about like, you know, revolutionary anarchy or, you know, mm -hmm. just have fun. So, uh, we just, I just dropped an episode right now. It's about space communism. We did a uh, we did <laughs> a big panel episode on Star Trek, and it was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. So everybody, make sure you go check that out. And where can they find it at, my dear? You can find us, I think, just about any podcatcher. Um, we have a YouTube. You can follow us there if you want, but I hate YouTube. Uh, so go follow us on Rockfin. And, uh, <laughs> There you go. And that pretty much sums it up because YouTube is communist. So anyway, so Mr. Nate, I have so many questions that I want to ask you and I want to talk to you about because I heard you on my beautiful best friend Ellie's show. Um, and I was like, oh, yes, we're going to have a lot to chat about. So Shout first, I, if you sh I love her so much. So. First, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about 
like your background growing up, like things that went on in your life that led you to what you're doing now? Okay, that's an interesting question. As far as cooking, I, my first memories were like uh, making tortillas with my mom. Um, so I've been cooking my whole life. I As in also... homemade tortillas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was just a broke beaner. So, you know, I was always hungry all the time. And so uh, <laughs> I figured I always wanted food. And then I figured out I could make that. Like whatever mm -hmm. it was that I was craving, I was like, holy shit, I could do that. And mm -hmm. so that kind of, you know, and I already liked to cook and I was comfortable in a kitchen. So it, it worked out well for me. And, um, you know, well, I'll tell you that story later if you want to hear it. That's funny. But uh, as far as conspiracy theories and things like that go, um, I think probably I've talked about this before, but this was like one of the first big red pills for me is my mom is like a really radical Christian, uh, very charismatic that scares people sometimes. And uh, she's very <laughs> anti-Catholic. Right. We had these, we had these comic books laying around the house uh, that she had bought. Um, and they were called uh, the Crusaders series. They're made by Jack T. Chick, uh, mm -hmm. the guy that made Chick Tracks. And they just had these wild, like really beautiful art. They were like graphic of like, uh, like a priest, like raping a nun and like getting her pregnant and sacrificing the baby to Satan. <laughs> like, right? things. And, and I grew up and I was like, mom, is this real? And she was like, absolutely. Every word. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> the Vatican is evil. And what? so like, this is like shattering my little, like six year old, eight year old brain. And so and this it's, like, it's funny real quick. It's funny that you said that because um, everybody that listens to my show knows that I grew up, in Catholic school, Catholic church. And now I'm like, so not. <laughs> and I'm like, spent a lot of time exposing like the Vatican and the Catholic church and things that happen. And one of the things that um, blows people's mind, and I've mentioned it a couple times now, but you know, the Nazi ties to the Catholic church and that is how they filtered a lot of the SS soldiers and stuff to the United States was through the Catholic Church. And people are like, what? That's not. I'm like, yes, it is. And one of the most famous priests, um, his name is Viriel Trifa. And, you know, one of the parishioners actually recognized him because it was one of the Jews from the concentration camp. And, you know, he, he kept writing, you know, all different church officials and stuff and, and trying to get them to realize. And it took, I think it was like 13 or 17 years, something like that, a really long time for them to actually match his identification with, you know, actual Nazi papers from the Nazi party and all of that stuff. So, yeah, <clears throat> interesting little ditty for people in the Catholic church. <laughs> That's really fascinating. Cause I don't, I don't even see the reason why you would do that unless you're mm -hmm. ideolo ideologically aligned with them. Because I mean, the American government can make all the excuses they want that like, mm -hmm. Hey, if we didn't take them over in project paperclip, then the right. Russians would have. And so we needed that, that scientific information. What did the Catholic church get out of this? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like just want to save the Nazis. I'm going to guess <laughs> and say that it probably had to do something financial. Hmm. 
because we all know that the Catholic Church is very um, shady in their financial dealings and their uh, how many times they've been investigated for their finances. So, yeah, that's that's my guess. <laughs> that's wild. Thank you for, for telling me that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it's a it's an interesting little thing, but there's information out there on that. And when I first heard that, I was like, "What? Uh, no way!" And then I'm I didn't like, oh, "Okay, more to hate the Vatican, <laughs> right?" I'm like, "Okay, well, that makes total sense with everything else they do." And you know, I was I was telling somebody one time. I remember growing up in the in the church that we were in. It was like this big like cathedral or whatnot in our city. <clears throat> and they would have Halloween parties in the basement of the church. Halloween, okay, Se celebrating Halloween in the church, in the basement. And they would actually have, like, people with chainsaws and the whole nine yards, like a real haunted house in the church basement. And that church basement was so so creepy on a regular day. You know, I always felt like... Um, I'm very That's empathic. So, so I always felt like really dark, like gross energy around there anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll get shit from like some flavors of Christian that mm -hmm. like I'll put a Christmas tree in my house. You know, and they're like, that's pagan. I'm like, yeah, okay. But am I, what am I celebrating here? Or am mm -hmm. I still celebrating the birth of Jesus? And like, we like a Christmas tree, you know, and <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't see, again, I don't see like, why the fuck are you guys celebrating Halloween with a scary house? <laughs> what does this have to do exactly. with Exactly. And especially in a church with like, you know, dead bodies and, and chainsaws and the People whole, the whole that, nine yards. Like, I don't know if it's every Catholic church, but quite a few of them, like mm -hmm. most of them have little trinkets. Mm -hmm. Like they'll have like, I don't know, some saint's toenail or, you know, mm -hmm. or or his pubic hair. And they, <laughs> yeah. <and they're> like, <laughs> and All hail redhead. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but they'll have that as like an icon and it's right. inside the church and it's sacred. And it's a weird, just it's a dead body part of some right. person that they, you know, sanctify, which mm -hmm. I think is ideal. It's kind of a idolatry and weird and right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so interesting to me uh, because, like, a lot of them do the Mary worship. Yeah, I don't dig it. I mean, that's just divine feminine worship. It's mm -hmm. like worshiping Isis or right. uh, Hathor. or Right, yeah. And you, like, um, <clears throat> in our church, they had the, the area where you light the candles for, you know, prayer or whatever. And, and you were praying to Mary while you were lighting candles for prayer. And I'm like, isn't that a little strange? You're, are you not are you supposed to be praying to God? Or, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah, I never got that. I'm, I'm going to do an episode pretty soon with some friends because I, I have quite a few friends that are Orthodox. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I find it fascinating. And they're one of the fastest growing denominations of Christianity, actually. Mm -hmm. Like the majority of Christianity is shrinking mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, it's gotten really liberal and pretty gay and weird. And, right. uh, and they're not even worshiping <clears throat> Jesus. And they're, they're all anyways, it's, it's whatever. But but the Orthodox Church is actually growing and is like healthy and strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about it. And I do have a lot of questions. My uncle was Russian Orthodox for a while. And like he tried to, 
when I was a kid and he like tried to bring me in, like they're really big into icon iconography. Mm -hmm. And so he like brought me uh, like this pretty little picture of some saint. And he was telling me to pray. for. Anyways, my mom grabbed it and threw it and like burned it, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's but I'm curious to hear their side. I don't, I'll, I'm here. I'll hear them out. But and that's the same thing, though, thing. with the Catholic Church. It's all about, <clears throat> you know, worshiping saints and, and stuff, too. And I'm like, if you read the Bible, like, what are you doing? It, it specifically sure it talks like, about that in my men. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's I weird. think no I think, other God besides me. Right. Know. And I think you and I are on the same page because um, like I was not a fan of like organized religion and stuff for a very long time because of that, because um, so many of them are very ritualistic or cultish in nature or whatever, but my belief in God is a hundred percent like my life. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what guides me. So, yeah. And it's a spiritual connection. Like I, I have, I have a hard time with like Christians that try to prove God in mm -hmm. a physical way. Right. Or like, and I'm like, God's not something that we're going to be able to pick up and put on a scale. Right. You can't know? do it. Yeah. No, but if you are open, if you have your heart there, you can feel him. You can feel the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, um, like after your tortilla making incident and uh, realizing that you love food and, and always wanting to have food and have something that's good, how did you actually get started in the restaurant business? Well, I was kind of a scum ass teenager that was just, you hear my baby in the background. He's yelling. <laughs> um, I was just a scum ass teenager. Like I, I was always skipping school, just like shotgunning beers between classes and stuff. <laughs> um, and I had an opera. I had got actually kicked out of every high school that I went to, which was, oh was my jackass. Uh, I got kicked out of five high school. I, I think I told that story on L show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, I was, doing a like a, a homeschool kind of thing but it was like still state run like uh what everybody was forced to do basically on um during, during COVID. covid yeah except that we didn't have fancy computers back then like the teacher would have to come to your house and <laughs> write you a book and things like that. <laughs> Um, we didn't have iPads back then, folks. <laughs> but they gave us uh, the opportunity to take college courses mm -hmm. uh, while you were in high school. You could do like code rolled stuff. And uh, so I was taking some classes and I thought it was boring, but it's free. And so then I took a culinary school, a uh, culinary class um, at the little local uh, stupid, uh, whatever those stupid little colleges, the community college. They had mm -hmm. like a culinary school program over there and i flunked because i just didn't show up uh but i got my serve safe so i had uh that's like anyways so your certificate to be able to, prep food. to exactly yeah, yeah like safety and i knew all the dumb right. answers and everything so so then i had my serve safe and i was probably 16 and uh i was working for a fencing contractor and um, but it's winter and it kind of dries up during during the winter. People mm -hmm. don't want wood fences built during the winter. So I, I was 16. I had my serve safe. Um, I don't think my girlfriend was pregnant yet. Maybe she was. I don't know. I don't think so. She soon to be uh, with my first son. 
And I just started knocking on doors uh, at restaurants. I was like, do you guys need to cook? Do you guys need to cook? And then one guy was like, no, but we need a dishwasher. So I, that's how I got my foot in the door into kitchens. And I was a dishwasher for two months before they made me a cook. And then within a year, about a year, I was the sous chef there. That's pretty so, impressive. It was. It was. I was. I was uh, hyper, and I was very hungry, and I was very ambitious, and I wanted to learn everything. Mm-hmm. I would. I would go to like the little local bookstores and pick up cooking books. I still have this old book from. I think it's from the 1960s. It's called La Russe Gastronomique, and it's this really old French cookbook. And it was the first one they turned into English. It was the first edition, and I would like go to bed reading it just reading about like confit and all kinds of weird, dumb things. And... <laughs> that, that normal people don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> that, that was my autism kicking in. I would like hyper focus on something. Like, this is what I'm into right now. Right. So how was, what did your mom think when you got started in that? And, and like your passion for food grew. <laughs> she was just happy that I was like, uh not being a butthead yeah exactly she was like <laughs> like well i thought you were gonna go to prison or die so you know. and here you are yeah. making your own tortillas good for exactly. you <laughs> so how long now has it been since you've been uh in the chef station i think i figured it out the other day i think it's been about 15 years uh but uh to be in it like earn my way up to being called like a chef probably eight years that's nice so so you did the sous chef thing for a while before you well that was a that was a blip i mean that was like a not i wasn't good enough yet i was Mm -hmm. good enough for that restaurant but to be a sous chef to like i didn't have the type of experience yet like i'd only been cooking for a year like um i just knew that menu because I was, you know, I was hyper focused, like the back of my hand. So I could be the sous chef there, but I didn't have the necessary experience. So I had to go and be uh, the next place hired me on as a prep cook. And within, again, it, it always happened to me. I wanted to just be a cook and I wanted to just like learn and slow and kind of, um, I would be, you know, restaurants are wild. Restaurants are full of drug addicts and ex-cons and weirdos. Right. And, and a lot of people that don't show up. <laughs> and a lot of people that just won't show up. Yeah. Right. And so I was an eager beaver. Like I would annoy the fuck out of people because I was like, okay, I'm ready to work. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm going to go smoke my eighth cigarette. You know? <laughs> I'd get bored and I'd start like breaking down boxes with the, with the dishwasher. So I'd be like, hey, do you guys need help? You know, because I... I just get super hyper focused and I, and I was like, I was ready and I, and I wanted to work. So um, what would happen is they would always just try to like make me like a a manager. Mm -hmm. Almost always. Like I shouldn't like, I had no business being in charge of anybody. I was like, at this point I was probably like, I can't be in charge of me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I dude, And as soon as they put me in charge, like I was ended up, I was like sleeping with the bartender and she was like, bringing me drinks and like you know just i was acting like a jackass and like i'm in charge i'm the manager (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i just had like those funny vision like pop into my head of you what 18 year old should be in charge of anything yeah well (laughs) 
You can be in charge of your own gender reassignment surgery, by uh -huh. golly, but you cannot buy alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so how how is the politics like in a kitchen? Um, a lot of socialists. It's pretty leftist. There's a lot of like leftism there, um, but it's not. It's it's mostly like um, ANCOM kind of like uh, uh, anarcho leftism kind of thing, and that and I was just I fit in I think because I was like poor, I was a beaner, I thought I was a Democrat because that's what everybody told me I should be, mm -hmm. and um, and so the label that, I, that they put you under. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you're a beaner, you're not Mexican if you don't vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> That's right, darn it. Don't you forget it, voters. You're not Latinx if you don't vote for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty left because, I mean, you're working long-ass hours. You're not getting paid any money. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of, like, resentful, like... Uh, Angry people. Angry, yeah, just... And, and mm -hmm. there's just something about it, too. They're all drunks. They're all kind of, like... Uh, they're weirdos that don't fit in. And I, and I like that about it, actually. I mean, those are all my friends. Mm -hmm. um, but they're a bunch of commies. They're mostly a bunch of commies. Yeah. And see, I think, um, like, I, I love to cook. I'm actually writing a cookbook. I've been working on it for a while now because it's, like, all original recipes and stuff. And I always imagined, like, you know, like starting my own restaurant, like we talk about that all the time or a food truck or, or something like that. And I was like, ah, but help is so hard to hire, but they would have to mesh with my personality because I am an absolute total weirdo and uh, like I have a very dark sense of humor and stuff. And I'm like, wonder how fine. many people I would absolutely offend. <laughs> nope. Well, nowadays, like I think I was one of the last generations that they were just fucking wild. Like, like, well, I mean, people are still wild. Like you'd be surprised. Like no one there is like too ideologically. Like, yes, there's probably a lot of zoomers in there and a lot of millennials that might pretend to get like offended, but everyone's drunk. Everyone's doing blow. Everyone's <laughs> trying to have sex in the walk-in. Like, <laughs> It's pretty wild. Like, well, I guess that's okay if you're really hot and bothered uh, to go in the walk-in, or if you're like me and you have hot flashes frequently. I guess that's a good place yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, outside of uh, like the strange like behaviors and stuff like that, is there like um like the elitist snobby people that own the restaurants where they're like, Nate, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even want to deal with this. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to fire these people because we don't want to do it. I, that was my job a lot. Actually, people would make me do it. And I don't even know why. So the first restaurant that I worked at, uh, the chef was a dick, dude. Fucking dick. Fuck you, dude. You know, if you ever like watch yourself. No, like, uh, he had been to prison several times. Uh, he was like mean. He was pretty big and he was like, just a, a, just a mean person. Like he, uh, I was flirting with a waitress that he liked. And so he like smashed my head into a wall and kind of like busted up my nose. Oh, nice. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. He'd call me spick, um, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, and you know, it's whatever. I didn't care. Um, 
but uh, I, I mean, I didn't like it. My nose smashed. But like, he would do things like this. He would like, he would see a waitress, and he'd be like, "Is she getting fat?" Oh, that's <laughs> he'd be like, "Let's go, let's let's get some fresh hot ones, Nate. Go fire her." <laughs> like right now, <laughs> like, yeah. like goes, do I have to you... tell her it's because she's fat? <laughs> well, he was like, "I'll give you twenty dollars if you make her cry." <laughs> I was I was eighteen and I was drunk. I was like, "Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> done. Like, you're fired. You suck at your job. You're terrible." Get. I wouldn't say you're fat. I wasn't that mean. But I, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like it, it's like he was like doing um like a casting couch when he would like bring in new waitresses. He'd be like, "Anyways, he was a fucking piece of shit." He was like um, a Harvey Weinstein of the chef world. Yeah, except that he didn't have the kind of power to like, you know, to like what girl's going to sleep with him for a waitress job, right? He was just a sleaze bag. He was just like eyeing him up and down. He was just a creep. So uh, so what was he like? What did he look like? Uh he was taller than me. He was probably 6-1 or something. I'm I'm not I'm like 5-9. I'm not very big. This guy's about 6-1. Uh Big old goatee, big dude, uh, Greek. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sexist jerk. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't hate it. Sorry, making, Greeks, making but that's kind of, you know, yeah. but, you know, but uh, the dude was actually a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny because uh, <clears throat> I can just imagine like the amount of people like in the restaurant industry where it's like, they really don't want somebody there, but they really don't have the cojones to do it themselves. And so yeah, I can he imagine was a lot of a coward, you know, he was <clears throat> yeah. actually like, yeah, he was a bitch. Yeah. So, I mean, I fired a few people over there and then uh, later in my career, they made me kind of like, I think I was talking that, about that with L too. Like they made me fire a ton of people. That, that mm -hmm. was my job when I was working at this big corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, they would send me the the flunkies, the people right. that didn't fit in the way they wanted, you know, mm -hmm. or somebody that had like spoken up and like pointed some shit out about, in, you know, with man things they don't want to hear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, I want this person fired. It's your job to do the paperwork. You you find a way to fire them. And so that was my job. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I hated this it so much. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> And uh, first chance I got, I got out of there. So I know this is going to sound like a silly question, but I know that you talked about this with L. I want you to explain to people what the difference is between a cook and a chef. Okay. We're all cooks. So everybody that, like is in the back of the house and you're, you're prepping food. So from the prep cook guys, like all the way up to your chef, we're all cooks. There are some little, they're typically white. They're typically got some money. Uh, they're kind of stupid and their parents wanted them to go to college. So they spent that co college money to go to culinary school mm -hmm. because they thought it would be easy. Right. Right. And they thought being a cook would be fun because they watched the food network and it's not right. You know, it's, <laughs> That's not real life. <laughs> it's not real life. Um, it's hard work. It's blue collar mm -hmm. labor. You're going to be working 12 hours a day. It's going to suck. You're not going to get paid much, but if you love it, if it's a craft and right. if you love it and you're trying and you're dedicated to that craft and you're there for the excellence of food, you're going to like it. Mm -hmm. 
your paycheck isn't you're gonna struggle paying rent it's it's gonna suck so you're gonna you're gonna have to pimp yourself on the side yeah (laughs) the hobos yeah same as being a nurse by the way yeah i'm sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not easy man it's not easy so but so all of those people, we're all cooks, right? We're all, we're cooking, but there's these young little hotshot kids that want to call themselves a chef, mm-hmm. right? Chef is a title. It means chief. It's a title that's earned and right. you work your way up the brigade system. Like that's what mm-hmm. it's called. That's the hierarchy in a kitchen, the brigade system. And you finally attain being a chef, right? And that's, that's the only person that should be called chef, right? Um, everybody else, you're a cook. I'm sorry. Like, shut the fuck up. Get over yourself. You're not very good. <laughs> You're not good enough. If you were, then you'd Don't have chef on your coat. Yeah. Yeah. It takes it takes a long time to master that, I would imagine. There's just a lot to it. And like it's it's like anything else where you're gonna be put into situations like I I love this. This is what uh it's called the system D or Debrayard. Debrayard is a French word, and I don't exactly know what it means, but um, what it essentially means is you're the MacGyver in the kitchen. So to be a Debrayard uh, is like, let's say a whole fuck ton of people just come in and people are ordering some, I don't know, some fucking kind of steak and you run out of that particular steak, but it's already ordered. It's already ringing. You got to figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do this? So, right. It's, it's an interesting thing. So Debrayard means like, you're going to find a way to make it work. Like you, you have this amount of time, you have to make your customer happy. You're going to figure it the fuck out. And so all of that stuff comes with time as far as like learning how to do things correctly, like, um, mm-hmm. or how to fucking like, let's say you had a ticket that got lost and all of a sudden you find it and like, cause the waitress is like, where the fuck is table number 10? Mm-hmm. Right. And they have like a 12 ounce, well done filet mignon. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? That that's a 30 minute or 30 minute, uh, 30 minute steak to right. make a fucking 12 ounce, big old fatty. Well done. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do is you're going to put it on a plate with a little bit of water and you're going to plastic wrap it. You're going to mark it first, like make it all nice, season it. You're going to put it on a plate, a little bit of water. You're going to plastic wrap it. And you're going to throw it in the microwave for five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are like, what? And you're like, That's what you're going to have to do. Right. You're going to have to make <clears throat> it happen. And, but you also have to do it in such a way that like the customer is completely satisfied. So mm-hmm. like bust out the demigloss, get all the nice, uh, like, finishing butters this fucking well-done filet is it's going to be as delicious as well-done filet is anyway i was gonna say ew but whatever (laughs) but you got to make it good you got to give them what they wanted Mm -hmm. you know so uh, those type of things you just that takes time to learn what to do when you're in those shit situations and you're Mm -hmm. like holy fucking shit what the hell do i do right now right and most people panic and freak the fuck out and I've seen I've seen grown men, big dudes, just like, fuck it, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> no, they just leave. They just like, I'm going for a cigarette break. We have like eighty tickets in the window. Mm-hmm. I need a cigarette, and then they are just gone. Right. And you're lucky if they come back at the end of the night. They're, just, <laughs> they're done. Thanks for that. Thanks for no. your help. No pressure. So what's the what's the stress like when it gets like 
crazy busy and backed up and chaotic I'll tell you a story i mm. wanted to kill this guy so i was working at a very very <laughs> fancy exclusive club so this is like a private club uh and for some reason on a friday morning they decided to fire my chef oh. so i showed up my chef was there and he was getting his fucking like pink slip or whatever and he was like love you dude and gave me a hug and then he's like i'm out he grabbed his knives and shit and left and so then they brought in this new fresh-faced fucking retard. Uh, and this is what I mean by it. This guy should not have been a fucking chef. Mm -hmm. This guy was just... I like the guy, and if he ever hears this, I'm sorry. But you you know, too. You should not have been the fucking chef. <laughs> <laughs> this guy had worked for, like, a fancy place, but he had been, like, the pool manager. Like, he had managed the pool kitchen sort of thing. And all of a sudden, but he had had this fancy title and the, at this fancy spot. And right. so, and he had gone to culinary school and he, and he was tall and white and had a big, nice smile and he wore a white jacket. Mm -hmm. And that's all it took. I mean, I figure our manager was like, well, he's been to culinary school. He must know something. Right. And so, and I hadn't at the time. And so I was pissed. I was like, why the fuck didn't you like, I mean, I shouldn't have been in charge either. But, you know, like, anyways. Uh, right. Toes. They put this Don't step on toes. Yeah. They put this jackass in there. And great guy, but he's a jackass. Uh, they, they put him in charge. And it's Friday right before lunch. They literally, the first thing in the morning, they fucking fired him and he left. So now it's fucking Friday. We have lunch to get ready for. And for some goddamn reason, usually Friday lunches are slow. Every motherfucker decided to show up. <laughs> Everybody Every. in the entire city. All it, it was. It was fucking wild. <laughs> uh, so, like, we had, like, 80 people sit down at once. And and then there was people waiting for the next rush. For the next rush. But we could only seat that many people at once. Mm -hmm. And it was just, boom. And here I am. I think my, my uh, the other cook that would work with me, he was out of town. My chef is fired, and now I just have me and this jackass with his nice white jacket and his stupid smile. And we're like, every single motherfucker is in, and now we have to cook this food. This guy doesn't know the menu. This guy has never actually worked in a kitchen. He doesn't know anything. Right. And I have to depend on him. And so, anyways, I'm trying to do absolutely everything, which is impossible. And I'm right. trying to give him simple tasks to do. And, like, so you're going to get PTSD. If you've worked in a kitchen, you, we have these things called a POS kit, uh, POS machine. Right. And it, it's what brings up these tickets as it's printing up and they just don't stop. It's just one after the fucking other, after the other, after the other. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, because I'm working like the, like the, I'm working like uh, the saute station. And so like, I have like, 15 uh like catch of the day so i have all this fish to cook mm -hmm. and then i have all these crab cakes that are getting ordered and then i have over here on the cold side we have like cob salads and like like club sandwiches and all this like shit and i'm trying to put him on the cold side i'm just trying to make him make sandwiches and he's <laughs> fucking it up just put lettuce Can't in a bowl sandwich <laughs> yeah he, the motherfucker couldn't make a sandwich so i was like okay you get over there then and i'm trying to make all the fucking sandwiches and i'm like just fire the crab cakes and so then he starts smashing them in the pan because he thinks that he's gonna make it cook quicker so he's turning our perfectly like breaded perfect crab cakes and turning them into pancakes 
th- this kind of stress, I thought I, I, I some of the grays in my. <laughs> I can imagine. I can't. And I think there's probably a lot of people that really, really struggle like under pressure situations like that. Are you one of those people or are you like Mr. Cool Cucumber? I didn't know I was Mr. Cool Cucumber, but I just had this ability. I had a very stressful like upbringing as a child. Like my mom had shitty boyfriends that were dicks, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my brother-in-law, who was basically like a second dad to me, was also a dick. Um, he's actually nice now, but he used to take a bunch of steroids then. And used to, anyway. uh, oh yeah, yeah Roy Grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I had a very, very stressful upbringing as a kid, mm-hmm. and so I kind of felt at home in a kitchen. Um, and as far as that goes, like I was able to look at all of these fucking tickets, and then I was able to basically like triage them. Right. And I was able to be like, okay, well. Okay, we have well done fillets. Grab those, season them, put them on the grill now. Okay, mm-hmm. next we have a, like an airline chicken breast. That's a big old thick and thick chicken breast with a with a bone on there. Mm-hmm. Get that guy in the pan. That's gonna take ten minutes. Okay, and then I would just start expediting because everyone else would get lost. Everyone else would freak the fuck out. That's kind of like a a specialty to be able to have that vision to to slow down but still work fast and be like, okay, like here, like these are all the things that we need and this is how much time I need for each. So these are the stages that it's going to go in. I don't think there's a lot of people that have that vision. It was, it was almost like a necessary thing for me. Like I I would be put in shitty situations, uh, like basically my whole life and I would have to like calm down. All Mm -hmm. right. What's something that I can't help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ignore that. This is out of my control. Ignore that. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what has to happen to get through? Like this is the minimum that we no matter what, this is what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Okay. How do we do that the best way? So did that help you like being hyper focused? Did that help you through situations in your life? Not just in the kitchen, but even outside of that. I'm sure. <laughs> my life is a blur and i've worked i i work too much i right now i'm working 80 plus hours a week um, that's a lot that's a lot mm-hmm. uh it's my attempt to get out of the food service industry actually mm-hmm. i'm on my way out so but, what do you want to do next well since i was too stupid and i didn't go to college and now i have to work you know i'm 34. I've got a family. I've got a house and a mortgage to pay. I can't mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I essentially thought I was trapped. It's like, all right, I just have to be like, a, you know, you well, I have to work out. 80 hours yeah. a week until I'm, exactly. I don't know, 100. Yeah. Yeah. There's no retirement for chefs. That doesn't, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, I had a friend that hooked me up with a machinist job. And that's also a pretty good paying blue collar labor type of job that mm-hmm. doesn't require a college diploma and right. uh, it pays better than kitchens. And so I'm right right now I'm doing both to get the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my lifeline it, to get out of the kitchens. So do you think you're going to miss that? No, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I do all the cooking at home anyways. So. That's what I was going to ask you because a lot of people who do, 
uh, cook for a living, uh, don't you, you don't really want anyone else in the kitchen at home? No, I I do. My wife just doesn't cook, so uh, she does a little, <laughs> but you know, there's it a lot of people her out, like and yeah, yeah, she just doesn't like it, and she's not very good at it. Um, <laughs> we won't say room, a word. Quiet. <laughs> we won't say a word about that. Mm -mm. Tell her not to listen. Yeah, this is the Valentine's Day episode. I'm gonna <laughs> get in trouble. Love you, honey. <laughs> I really mean it. Yeah, that's so. What um, do you have like a specialty or like a a favorite or something that you really enjoy making, Ooh. or like even a favorite food? I know that's 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 a big question, but for yeah. some people, they're like straight off like I only like Italian food or like I like every food. Yeah, I do too. I like all the food. Um, but as far as specialties go, like it's very comforting. Uh, Mexican food is very comforting for me. I um, love Mexican food. That's what Authentic I Authentic Mexican food. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Even the shitty fucking American Mexican food, if it's done <laughs> right, is great. Like we couldn't afford sour cream when I was a kid. My mom would put mayonnaise in tacos. <laughs> Ew, ew. Uh, it's killer. It's really <laughs> fucking good, actually. No, I don't like, like mayonnaise. A, mm -mm. Like a pan-fried fucking taco with just like shitty ground beef and onions and just a little fucking bit of mayo in there and like some hot sauce. It's pretty fucking good. It's pretty good. It, you just had to learn how to do that kind of shit because like, you know, we didn't mm -hmm. have, we couldn't afford shit. Like, it was funny, uh, you know, uh, Shane uh, uh -huh. from Inquiries of Our Reality? Uh -huh. we, we were I love talking Shane. about... Uh, <laughs> We were talking about poor people food, and he was like, yeah, I would just like microwave a fucking hot dog and eat it with white bread. And I was like, well, that's just the white trash version of my brown trash. We would just wrap it up in a tortilla and fucking eat it. You know, right. Poor people food. You know? you know, that could be that could be uh, pretty good, though, if done the right way. And I like love it. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'll add some fucking hot dogs in a tortilla. Yeah. Add some like throw some cheese in there. And I was thinking like peppered bacon and jalapenos and stuff yeah i'd probably do that yeah i'm not yeah. a huge i'm not a huge uh hot dog fan but every once in a you while see, you had to do what you had to do because like we all we could afford was fucking hot dogs so like bar s the dog shit worst bottom of the line hot dogs. <laughs> um, which they still sell mom, to this day <laughs> my mom and sister and shit they'd like make hot dog soup and all kinds of gross shit. And we just have to eat it. it was Hot dogs with eggs. We're going to starve, you know, like. Yeah, see, our thing, because uh, I'm a lot older than you, but like our thing was um, salmon in a can hmm. um, or lots of bologna, uh, like a bologna. I down with some bologna. Like, I can't stand it now, <laughs> but like. It's because we had it so much growing yeah. up. And that's that's where I have like this disgust for mayonnaise and yellow yeah. mustard because it would be like a bologna sandwich with like slathered with mustard and mayonnaise and no cheese or anything. That just, sounds good. Just I that. Love, and you I'm got like some iceberg lettuce. You no, that cheap it, iceberg lettuce. It wasn't. Fun. It wasn't even yeah. like that. Or they'd have a craft single at least. You know. Yeah. No. We no there. cheese on it. Just oh. just the bologna and the white bread with mayonnaise and yellow mustard. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> like either one of those. I embraced now. my childhood trauma, I guess, because I still can get down on all that shit. I love spam. I love fucking bologna. I'll, 
I'll eat all that. Yeah, I can't. I can't do spam either because they would do. They no, they would do things (laughs) like like spam or um. Hell yeah, uh, they. What are those? uh, Steakums. No, the and the the fish in a can. Oh, sardines. Sardines or love fucking uh, sardines. Kipper snacks. Yeah, kippered snacks. Yeah. And so, it, so good. it would be about like some Vienna sausages. Did you eat those little nasty little? <laughs> yes. And so like all of that stuff, you know, or they would have like uh, the special dessert would be like the jello mold with like fruit or cottage cheese floating See, in it. Or your something. mom and my mom are the same age because she had me like at 40. So uh, like, my I parents think... are both in their 80s because I'm in my 50s. Okay. My mom's in her like mid 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that that same generation because the dessert was the exact same. Yeah, the cottage and, cheese and Jello bullshit. And yeah, and we didn't cherries and whipped yes. cream all mixed together. And yes, and we didn't have like um, we had no microwave or like anything like that growing up. And they, it was always um, you have to belong to the clean plate club, and so they would put the food on your plate. And you had to eat everything they put on your plate. And so your parents um, would have loved me. I just did that anyways. I was a fat little hungry kid. Well, and whatever. Do- like my sister makes fun of me because she wouldn't. She was picky as fuck. And she was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because she would my mom would put some gross bullshit on a plate and I'd eat every bite. Yeah, <laughs> I could have used you at, at our house growing up because you couldn't leave the table until your plate was clean. And so That's abusive. I'm sorry. Every, That's, it is yeah. every week they would make like the same stuff, like certain days of the week we'd have liver, liver and onions. I love liver and onions. No. And Brussels sprouts. And here's why I can't I like stand Brussels them. Sprouts. Because the longer that it sits the grosser it gets when it's cold and you were not allowed to reheat anything because we didn't have a microwave. And so cold Brussels sprouts after they've been cooked so long that they turn kind of grayish in color, you know, and well done liver cold. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. I'm Mm -mm. I'm sure it wasn't very good. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. Salmon patties. I got some liver in my freezer. I'm going to pull some later. I can, I can eat, (laughs) not like anything my mom makes, but I can eat yeah. like chicken livers and stuff like that. And, you oh, know, down on some chicken livers. <clears throat> but yeah. I cannot, I couldn't like go to a restaurant or something and order liver. I can't. Mm. Yeah. No, it has to be done right. Yeah. And not everybody can do that right. But then again, people can't make uh, scallops or shrimp right either. So. You're going to the wrong spots, but yeah, I feel you on that. Where are you? I like, I live on the coast. Oh, but... see you, 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 I, I live in Tennessee. So yeah. 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 There's not, uh, like people that really know how to make that kind of stuff yeah. here. I was a coasty boy. Well, see, are you in California? Was, was. Uh, I grew up in Northern California. I'm in Oregon now. Ah, I got you. Near so, Portland. So, oh boy, you have a interesting, <laughs> interesting area that you live in now. Uh, good thing you don't have to know uh, math or science anymore up there, <laughs> according to that's your uh, previous governor. That's well, she didn't think so. She thought that was a smart idea. 
because it's too hard for people to figure out. No, math and science are racist. Yes. Well, yes, (laughs) because, you know. So um, tell me, like, outside of, like, your cooking career and things like that, what are some things that, like, really interest you? Like, um, I know that's... I know that sounds weird, but well, I am too. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Because we kind of, I kind of feel like the same kind of vibe from you. <laughs> yeah, I would hyper focus on things. I was a giant nerd. Um, as far as like, I loved sci fi and fantasy. Like, uh, I was probably five or six when I read The Hobbit and got obsessed with that and started reading those, those type of books. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've read a lot. I, I used to read a lot. Um, I don't have time to read much. Well, well no. Books. <laughs> Not um, when you spend your life in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. Um, but, and I was also a huge, like, history nerd. Huge his, history buff. I wanted to know every single stupid thing that happened. And that was disappointing to me as I became more red-pilled and understood, like, you know, conspiracies and things like that. I was like, Mm -hmm. it's all fucking bullshit. I can't trust them to tell me what happened right now. Like what they're telling me that's happening right now is bullshit. Right. Fuck. Am I supposed to believe you? Anything in the the past. Yeah. You know, what's funny though about that. um, Like everybody in the podcast world talks about Tartarian stuff all the time. And yesterday, um, a friend and I were at a um, like an antique mall and we were shopping around and stuff. And he's like, Oh dude, check this out. And it was a pair of globe bookends, but it had Tartaria attached to the United States. Interesting. And he's like, what? Did you get the-? a picture of that? Yeah, he did. He took, he took yeah. video of it and stuff. He's like, what the shit? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet, but here it is. I have heard that before. Actually, listening to... uh, Do you ever listen to Matt from The Great Deception? Oh, I love Matt. I love Matt. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Um, He he proposed an idea, and then I heard heard it actually from several other people as well, that like uh, through the... um, What the hell do you call it? I don't remember. Whatever that strait was called, where Alaska and Russia were touching... Mm-hmm. Like when it was like covered in ice during an ice age that maybe Tartarians had come over here and had um, colonized like the Western half of the United States. Mm-hmm. And that, that this was just a, like a part of Tartaria, like That's... probably Northern Canada and like the Western United States. Yeah. Cause it was like, everything was out of place on this, on this globe. And I'm like, I wonder like how old these are. Because it was the most interesting map of the quote world. Uh, no, we, he just took videos of them and stuff. Because, of course, it was an antique mall. And so they were probably like, I don't know, $150 a piece or something. Yeah. <laughs> something oh, stupid man. like that. Yeah. That's cool. If so, you can find those pictures, you should send them to me. I want to check do you out. Do you, uh, do you know White Rabbit Catalyst Jones? I've seen him and I think I maybe even follow him on Instagram, but I've never talked to him or listened to his show yet. Yeah. He, he's the one that he's the one that has the pictures and the video. So I'm not sure if he posted them yet or not, but yeah. 
it, it was the weirdest thing. He's like, holy shit, check this out. That's cool. There's so many really cool people in this community. And I meet new people like Janet. I'm really excited to get to know you. Well, I'm excited to get to know you because I know uh, you are all over the place all the time. And I'm very happy about that. And we have so many like mutual friends in common and stuff. And I'm like, I've never talked to him. And Ghost is like, oh, you are absolutely going to love him. He's the one that gives us the information for the show all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love those People guys. are like, what show? Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy underground people. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love but that. he goes to. Yeah, he's great. he's like he's like. Where do you think we get all of our questions from for the show? They all come from Nate. <laughs> I've been pretty consistent. Yeah, I think I've asked almost every show. Hey, that's a good thing, though. So, so how is it? Um, for you in this day and age, like, I don't know what age your kids are, but how is it like raising kids in this cray cray um, world? Cause mine are adults. It's fucking uh, wild. It's fucking wild. Like, so I've got a baby. You can hear my baby probably earlier. He was yelling. He's 15. Either miles. that or it was your yeah. wife. Cause she heard yeah. what you said. <laughs> <laughs> She'll hear it later. Uh, but he's 15 months. So he's, he's little. And so that's just great. We just have fun. Right. Um, that's the fun I a, age. I have a 15 year old. And, oh, that's the um, not fun age. <laughs> it's getting better. Right. Oof. Um, but yeah, there was a, you don't even know exactly what your kids were up to. Like you, you don't know because once they right. have a fucking phone, they can, how do mm -hmm. you police that? You right. know, I mean, probably the thing to do is not let them have one. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was too young and too stupid when I raised my first son, you know, like he mm -hmm. circumcised, circumcised, he had the majority of his shots, you know, things like right. that. Cause I was just a normal fucking retard. And then I was like, well, you're supposed to do that. And, mm -hmm. and Cause that's what we've always done. I'm circumcised. My pastor says that he should be circumcised and mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Like, so let's go mutilate his genitals and i don't want to get polio a disease that doesn't exist anymore and right. so let's stick a needle in it mm -hmm. you know yep so yeah it was just it was wild I was, he definitely went down some dark went down some dark things like he started in this generation like with like like Xanax rap and like right. rap and just like he was using a lot of drugs. He was doing a lot of dumb shit. And for a minute, I thought I was going to lose him. I thought it, mm -hmm. I was like, and I fought to like, I, I, I moved like two towns over mm -hmm. to, to get him away from people. And right. uh, I did everything I could. And he's doing a lot better now. That's you know, he's, good. You know, he has mental health issues as far as like depression and things and he self medicates with pot and things like that. And I and mm -hmm. I don't fucking get too pissed about that. Like I just kinda I pick my battles. But you know what? And I'm I'm a firm believer coming from the healthcare industry and my daughter deals with the same thing. And I always tell her I would much rather you smoke pot than take meds. I 100%. wish you would just get off the meds just listen to me for once in your life listen to me get off them and just do the pot 
Yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, again, I got to pick my battles and, uh, but he's doing fucking great. He's doing, he's doing pretty good. That's good. So how is it like, does he go like to school or do you guys homeschool or how do you do that? He's not going to school. (laughs) He's not going to public school. I mean, here's the thing is like, I'm an anarchist. Um, but I'm also, and I'm, I'm very big on like personal autonomy and things like mm-hmm. that. Right. And so like, if he wanted to go, I would, I'd let him, like, I'm not a tyrant. So mm-hmm. um, I've let him go in the past and he'll get kicked out because they'll tell you he has oppositional defiance disorder. Like right. they told me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, right. it just means that I'm not brainwashed. I don't think you're smarter than me because you call yourself a teacher. Right. I'm not going to sit here for eight hours a day and just raise my hand to speak. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're just like a good little soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I, we have an extra thick shell, you know, maybe our skulls Mm -hmm. are too thick for the brainwashing. uh, Cause it it didn't work on me. Right. And, uh, and my son is my mini me. So anyway, so I mean this year, this was his freshman year and he wanted to go to, he wanted to go to high school cause like he mm-hmm. had friends and stuff. So I let him, it didn't last very long. He got kicked out. So, so <laughs> it, do you think it's because um, like you are super intelligent and I don't know about you that. just got, <laughs> I, I'm, I do. I'm and, not... and you just, you just got bored in school because it wasn't, like a challenge do you know how much i would piss off i particularly this one teacher it was my history teacher i was always fucking off um and i was like talking to girls and i was like bullshitting uh but i was paying attention and he didn't know that and so like when tests came i would fucking get a hundred percent on him i I knew every goddamn answer because i was paying attention right and he would get so pissed off because he couldn't flunk me because Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because <laughs> he wanted me out of his room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why I said I, I see like just that hyper intelligence. And I bet he's, I bet your son's the same way. My son is where it's like smart. you can do like multitasking where you can be literally working on something and listening to something else at the exact same time. And you're like, I, I got all that. Like, you know. that's my that's my it's ADHD. a gift i i've used it like a superpower like mm-hmm. some people feel like it's it you know it's a hindrance and mm-hmm. sometimes it is you know and my wife will tell you because i'm not paying attention you know when she says something but uh, <laughs> now <laughs> hmm. there's a special name for that <laughs> <laughs> again love you honey uh he means that lovingly yes and he's I gonna mean, do better at paying attention to you this new year. <laughs> I try. It's my brain is going a mile a minute. It just like I am right. fucking all over the place. And right. So th- it is sometimes hard to like calm the waves mm-hmm. down in my head and right. and focus and things like that. But and maybe stress was good medication. Like when <laughs> when it's stressful, I'm able to just like center and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so know. you you are one of those people that thrives better in chaos. I yes, I need organized chaos. 
Mm -hmm. I absolutely do. And it's definitely different for a lot of different people. A lot of people can't handle that type of chaos. They want mm -hmm. structure and order. And I need a little bit of that structure and order, but I need to be able to let it flow too. Right. I need to be able to adapt. I need to be able to change something in like a split second if I need to. Um, I run on my own time. Like give mm -hmm. me a task and get and give me a goal and I want it, you know, I'll I'll get it to you. And it's right. gonna be the way you want it and it'll be in your time frame, but let me do it my way. Right. And if people give me that type of freedom, I excel. Right. And well, and I think that's important. And I think that's why um like a lot of employers have trouble like finding people, keeping people or whatever, because it's so uh, like everything's so structured and regimented and you have to do it this way. Yes. There's a lot of micromanaging literally all over the place right now. And I, th I think it's because uh, a lot of the population has OCD now. I really do. And like, they feel the need to things. have to like control like everything. I can't stand that. It makes me crazy. Yeah. I, I can't do that. Yeah, I won't work well in a, in a So is the yeah. is the time that um like your brain goes the most like at night when you're trying to go to bed? Yeah, I would spend uh, the majority of my life they I mean I, I was having to take sleep studies and courses mm -hmm. like they hooked me up to all this shit because I couldn't sleep. Right. Because my brain is just going, 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 going. Mm -hmm. Um and I've gotten better just because I, it's probably because I work so fucking much. I'm exhausted. And you're just like, you come home and you're like face yeah. plant. <laughs> exactly. So I've been After you make dinner. better, but yeah, I have a weird brain and, um, and it, it's creative. I like, I liked, uh, you know, art and music and things like that. Uh, uh, but it's, uh, sometimes it's frustrating because it won't shut the fuck up and I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have that. Are you always thinking about work when you're trying to go to bed too? You're like, well, putting in your mind, like what you got to do the next day. And I've been so focused on the podcast that it's I like, so I'll be thinking about that or some different little theory is like, mm -hmm. like that's where my attention is now. I'm like, you know, trying to dig into this or. Mm -hmm. So what's your, um, what is the, like for the show, what conspiracy interests you the most? And I know uh, that's a hard question because there's a lot out there, but. Yeah, I go through phases for a minute. Like I was really interested in uh, Tartaria and I, and I still am. Uh, I just like see a bunch of fucking psyops and bullshit into it. It's like, right. I think there's like, there's a lot of people that are lying. And right. I think that there's a lot of, uh, I think. Uh, the powers that be like us to focus on conspiracies that don't matter. Right. Right. <laughs> so look over here, not over yeah, here. Exactly. No. Like, I don't care if you're fucking, if you're doing this over here, because I'm doing this over here mm -hmm. and, and I don't care. You can fucking go nuts over here. Cause you're not mm -hmm. looking at what's really happening. That sort of right. thing. So, I mean, I still love the idea of Tartaria and that fascinates me. But I don't spend my, you know, too much time on that anymore. And also, like, when you first get fucking red pilled and you first start getting to, into conspiracies, you can fall for almost anything. 
because mm-hmm. you're just you're so hungry you're like oh my god yeah you're looking for truth and so somebody is like trying to sell you this and you're like oh that sounds fucking great that sounds right cool. <laughs> and so you you run down this fucking path and then mm-hmm. somebody over here you know you're like oh and you start running that way um so i'm trying to just more focus on uh what the fuck is the government doing to us why you know the, mm-hmm. the power structures like that right. sort of thing and um I, that's what i've been more focused on lately um i've got a i got a few cool guests that are coming up that are that are pretty serious about things like that and um and i've i've always been an anarchist and i think that you know i had um as far as like when you're first newly red pilled and there's a lot of like psyops that they give you that they want you to jump down you know mm-hmm. uh, i see uh like the QAnon movement as being this giant unfortunately just giant psyop that like right. just took all these folks and grabbed their attention mm-hmm. and brought them way over here mm-hmm. and like the big psyop too was just like like oh, yes there's satanic pedophiles and stuff but don't worry trust the plan right. because Q's <laughs> gonna take care of it like mm-hmm. yes they're all pedophiles and they're trying to eat your kids and they're fucking pieces of shit right don't worry. it's like and don't rise up. Don't grab your gun. Don't go and kill these pedophiles. I, I'm not telling people to do that, by the way. Right. No. <laughs> clear. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So to me, I think what saved me from jumping down that rabbit hole is because I had already been red pilled to like, uh, like libert- anarcho libertarianism, and so I already knew the government was the enemy, and so I never fucking and I never put my trust in any politician or any mm-hmm. person, and so right. I felt that I had a natural immunity towards the, even though I'm drinking out of a Donald Trump mug right now. I know I saw that. <laughs> I was like, okay, well then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, a mug's a mug. A mug's a mug. Uh, I got this as a Christmas present. A few or. Uh, uh yeah christmas present a few years ago it's pretty great it says make coffee great again well there you go although i don't like coffee (laughs) yeah i liked and see that was another like traumatic childhood memory from growing up because me and my siblings always used to drink the tea iced tea out of a jar in the refrigerator and it used to irritate the shit out my mom and so She's like, well, I, they won't listen to me when I tell them to stop, so I'm going to fix their butts. And so she dumped out the tea and filled it with coffee. Took a big old swig, and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> Yeah, and to this day, I, I love the smell of coffee. I like, I make spices that have coffee in them, but I you cannot. coffee ice cream? I like some coffee ice cream. No, because I don't like anything that, it's weird because like for me, like cooking with it, like with rubs and stuff like that, okay. it doesn't yeah. taste coffee to me, but uh, like my daughter's always trying to sneak in a Starbucks mocha, whatever. Oh, taste this. Doesn't taste anything like coffee. And I'm like, oh my Lord, that is like a, like what espresso. I would, drink my I coffee imagine. black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I just can't. And I even, <laughs> you know, I've, out. I've tried like cream and sugar and like all kinds of stuff and nothing replaces that uh, coffee taste for me. Mm-mm. I don't necessarily do like coffee. I do like coffee. I, I like the bitter flavor actually, but um, uh, I like the effects that coffee has on me. Yeah. I well, I like tea. 
Uh, mine is mine is iced tea, and so like I'm addicted to iced tea, and I admit that I can't let go of it, um, nor do I want to. But yeah, uh, and it makes really good spices and seasonings too. <laughs> That's cool. What do you make with tea? I've made some desserts um, with tea and uh, mm -hmm. like some mm -hmm. things with like Earl Grey and things like that. Mm -hmm. I've made an Earl Grey um, uh, creme brulee. It was fucking amazing. Uh -huh. Well, I have um, probably right now like 20 different kinds of tea. Um, and I make custom tea bags too for different things like uh, pain tea and, you know, like different stuff. But I love one of my that? favorite. That would be a pretty interesting business. I, I don't yet. But um, we were discussing that. Um, you know, because I like I make soap and like all kinds of custom yeah. granola and all kinds of stuff. But um, like one of my favorite uh, seasonings to make is smoked tea rub. And mm. it, it uses um, uh, Lapsong Sashuang tea from that's actually smoked. And it's I like that tea. Yeah. Yes. The Chinese tea. It's yes. really interesting. It, it is such an amazing flavor and and like really brings out uh flavor profile in meat. It's it's amazing. So yeah. Makes really good soups and stuff like that too. So mm -hmm. that's neat. Yep. And sometimes like seafood with the because there's so many different ones. Like I have a bergamot tea and you know, mm. P PT, but you have to be very careful with the butterfly PT because it turns things purple. <laughs> yeah. My son loves that. Like, I think that was probably like some TikTok craze. So we've mm -hmm. got, I bought a bunch of that and he likes to, you pour the yeah. lemon in that and then it turns purple. And yeah. yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Like the very first time um, my husband used one of the tea bags that I made, he's like, is this supposed to be this color? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen tea that color. And I'm like, what well, I have. <laughs> oh, boy. So what do you do you do? Um, like, do you like to do desserts or are you kind of like, eh, like, so I'll let somebody else do that. So cooking is very different from baking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's an entirely different thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Baking is a science. Right. Um, Everything's exact. Is free flow. Like, that's why it's, I like it. It's, it's wild. It's same. chaos. Like mm -hmm. I've got a, I've got a pan here. It's hot. Okay. What am I throwing in there? And then I'm stirring, mm -hmm. flipping, like uh, add some booze, it lights on fire, you know, and, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just having fun. Yeah. And I've got like eight pans going at the same time. I've mm -hmm. got this going over here. This is reducing this, this thing searing this one, you know, uh, it's fun. And it's chaos and I love it. Mm -hmm. Now baking is entirely different and I appreciate mm -hmm. it, but I don't necessarily love it. I did <laughs> go back. So I went to culinary school when I, when I moved to Oregon, I went back to culinary school. I did when I was a teenager, but I flunked mm -hmm. out. I went back uh, as an adult. I was probably 23 and finished culinary school and absolutely loved it. And then like probably 40 years later, I went back for bacon and pastry. Mm -hmm. So I went to baking and pastry school and learned a hell of a lot. And it's, it's a lot of fun because I got obsessed with baking bread because bread, oh, 
fun and wild. Once you understand the mechanics of it and you have the feel mm-hmm. of it, you can really like play with it and tweak it. Mm-hmm. And so then it can be, you, you just have to know like, what's a good, like a uh, water to flower ratio. Okay. Then right. like how much yeast or, or starter or whatever I'm mm-hmm. doing to this, you know? And once you know those things, like too much salt is going to kill your yeast, you know, right. and, little dumb things and then aging and then retarding in the fridge to like uh so that those enzymes break down the the bread and like Mm -hmm. add more flavor and so then i got obsessed with bread obsessed with bread Um, i'm obsessed with bread anyway (laughs) eating it making it (laughs) i thought i was going to be a baker for a minute and uh they get paid nothing they get paid worse than cooks and then also you're gonna die uh, you get baker's lung. Uh, yeah, just probably. Just around flour and breathing it, it in. Yeah, it fucks you up. Yeah. Well, I can honestly say um, I inhaled something not too long ago that fucked me up. Um, I had gone to the farmer's market and the lady told me that they were pepperoncinis. And I was like, oh, great, because I love, you know, putting those in like roast or whatever. And I get home and went to take them out of the bag. And I'm like, okay, that's not a pepperoncini because my fingers are on fire. And I'm so I'm like taking tongs and I'm putting them in the dehydrator and stuff. And then um, I put them in my, in my grinder later. And, you know, like I keep big bags of stuff. And so I ground them up and whatever. Anybody grinding up uh, like freeze drying and or not freeze drying, but uh, yeah, I de I dehydrate, I dehydrate all of like all different kinds of peppers and onions and mushrooms and all that stuff. Um, And, and I I keep like keep giant bags of that. Um, But I, I ground them up. And I wasn't thinking, and I immediately took the lid off. It was a ghost pepper, mind you. Um, It wasn't a pepperoncini. And it went up my nose and all over my face. And I was getting ready to do a show. And and the guy goes, (laughs) he goes, holy fuck, are you sunburnt? And I'm like, no, (laughs) this is from a ghost pepper. And my eyes were bloodshot. It looked like. A bag of flaming hot Doritos <laughs> took a shit in my eyeballs. Yeah, it was it was bad. I'm like, that was a stupid moment. But I was like, had so much going on, I wasn't even thinking. I took that lid off, and I'm like, okay. If you ever want a good laugh? <laughs> there's a there's a a YouTube video. This guy, I think it was a what, a, a Carolina Reaper, a really ridiculously mm, very guy. yeah. He puts it in a bong. And sits there and tries to smoke it. I would die. <laughs> and this guy is just like coughing and puking and just like shaking. It's the yeah, funniest I, thing in the world. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine like the people that have the capacity to to do that heat scale yeah, and that much. hot. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. I like I mean, spicy food. I, I do too. I like to sweat, you know, like it makes my mm-hmm. nose run. Like I'll sit there and I'll <laughs> dump a bunch of chilies and like, like I get it, but that shit's I'm trying good. to eat my taco as my nose yeah. is running <laughs> a big old bowl of pho. Like I'm, 
all the srirachas in there, the sambal, mm-hmm. get the chili oil in there, like yeah. throwing extra jalapenos, and I'm just fucking sweating. It's hot. It's terrible. It's it's delicious. Like my ears are ringing, and I can feel the heat in there. Like I'm it's going no deaf. Fucking joke. It's fucking. It's terrible and awesome. What is what is like the hottest thing you've ever had? I have no idea. I don't do intentionally stupid things to myself. Like, like they'll be like, like try the one chip challenge. Fuck off. I'm not doing that to myself. They like, had those I, at, a, at the gas station not too long ago. And she's like, them. these are the hottest chips on the planet. And I'm like, then no, you can keep them. <laughs> yeah. I'll take fucking flaming hot Cheetos. I'll be fine. Takis, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love spicy I food, spicy. but yeah, I but. can't. I can't do where it's so it's so hot that like I hurt and I'm miserable. I can't do that. Well, I, I, for me. this might be again like a weird misery, pain, like abuse that I suffered as a kid. I remember going over to like one of my uncle's houses, and uh, I was doing something naughty. I don't know what I did. I'm like, uh, I did <laughs> Here, something eat this pepper. That's what he would do. He was like get over here and he'd be like he'd bust out the really hot salsa and they'd have some mm. fucking chilies and shit and he'd be like eat it and it was a habanero i remember this and I'm, oh yeah and he was like and then i took a bite and i ate it and then he's like he was like trying to punish me but i would it hurt but i wouldn't let him know so i was like fuck you i'll eat another one sure sure i'll eat give me the jar <laughs> I wasn't gonna let him win. Fuck you. That's that is uh, <laughs> corporal punishment right there. They're like, okay, you're gonna be a little dick. We're gonna make you suffer. Yeah. Eat these peppers. <laughs> I did the same thing with my mom. She'd start wailing on me. She'd start spanking me. I'd sit there and laugh. I'd be like, mm. I just laugh in her face, and she'd beat the shit. Out. She'd I was gonna say me. that yeah. idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, not once would I give her a tear. Cause fuck you. <laughs> so, so mom, if you're listening, um, he loves you. <laughs> I do. I and love he's my really mom. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had this, okay, oppositional defiance disorder, whatever you want to call it. Like, I was, I was like, fuck you. Because why? Because fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't recognize your authority. Who the fuck right? are you? You're another human. Like, so, you're just another person. Like, they tried to get me, like, after third grade, I decided I was never going to pledge allegiance again. And I never mm-hmm. did. And they, I was at a Christian school, and they thought I was demon-possessed because I wouldn't pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. I think that's idolatry, and the American flag doesn't right. belong inside of a church. You can be an American. You can be a Christian. It's not the same thing. And you shouldn't well, make those things. It's funny because we, um, growing up in Catholic school, we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance literally every single day before, you know, like the school bell would ring and that's the first thing that you would do. So, yeah. I was, <laughs> I, I was kneeling I before it was cool. Yeah. But I wasn't kneeling. I was just like, I don't, these, this is weird. What do you mean I pledge allegiance to this? Like, <laughs> I'm not kneeling. I'm just too lazy to get up. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> that's this me. This is fucking weird. I started like thinking about the words that like I was supposed to be saying, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing this anymore. And right. Then, God, 
furious. You're maybe you're pledging uh, your unity and loyalty to the corporation. That's exactly what it is. That's right? exactly what it is. Like mm -hmm. I, the only thing I pledge allegiance to is Jesus Christ. No King right. but Christ. Right. And so it's funny that like you, um, you kind of grew up as an anarchist, like your whole entire life. I didn't life. know what that was. <laughs> yeah. It just naturally was. They'd call me a contrarian and an asshole and a <laughs> piece of shit. Hey, um, I will wear that as a badge of honor any well, day. I I've been called way worse. Horrible Janet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's why I kept it because um, I used to have a Twitter account that, that had a, like a really big following. And then, I called Brian Stelter a pansy ass baboon, which got my account shebanged. But on that account, it was like every time somebody would call me a shitty name, I would add it to my name. And so it was like deplorable hillbilly redneck rube cult whatever, whatever, whatever. And it was like, I don't know, like 25 things long. And I'm like, going to have to shorten that from my next account. How about just deplorable Janet? <laughs> I like that. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I just, you know, and it's so funny because I don't, um, I don't really care what people call me. I'm too old to give a shit. Um, and, and that's a them problem, not a me problem. So if they don't exactly. like me, that's, I don't care. What do you do for me in my daily life? Nothing. So it's, absolutely fine <laughs> so what are you going to do for your wifey on valentine's day well i hadn't even realized it was coming up until you told me when this is coming out so <laughs> i'm now going to be thinking about it i'll see no idea <laughs> <laughs> we we don't do anything for for valentine's day because every day is valentine's day at my house and you know, if we Good. want something, we yeah. just go get it. So yeah, we, but some some people like make this huge production, and like you have to do, outdo yourself every year. And I'm like, oh, that is so much thought work. That's not my wife. My wife doesn't want that. She would just yeah. much rather like we. I'll make steak. Let's watch a movie. Let's cuddle. Right. You know, and like, don't bring in the flowers because she has allergies anyways. Right. Don't yep. fucking waste money on jewelry. That's stupid. Right. Like, she, she would I'm get pissed at me. If I yeah. like, like game home. I'm, like, I'm the same. Asshole. How much do you spend on this? I'm the same way. I'm like, you know what? If, if you feel the need to get me something, buy me like uh, something that I need to make the get tea bags with or spice it or yeah, whatever. Or oh yeah. Something special. Like, yeah. You know, like I, she loves this type of chocolate or something or yeah. make, I'm, yeah, I'll do something. Don't do make something. her any habanero chocolates. How about that? Unless she really she likes doesn't that appreciate stuff. it. No, <laughs> she'd get pretty pissed at me. <laughs> so she's not a spicy fan. She maxes out with a little sriracha. She can put a little sriracha on something, a little chili oil or something, but. <laughs> she does pretty good for a white girl like yeah well good. there you go yeah see and i just i don't know i i like that stuff but i i'm not sure i would want like ice cream or or chocolates that way i'm not sure i've never had a, a spicy chocolate though i've had some spicy chocolate they're interesting it's not necessary i think it kind of defeats the purpose yeah. Yeah, it's not necessary. I mean, it, it depends if it's just a little and then it's interesting. Like, 
like Mexican chocolate, if you've ever had Mexican hot chocolate, they, they mm -hmm. add like cinnamon and they add, mm -hmm. they do sometimes they will add some chilies. Like there'll be a little bit of like mm -hmm. uh, some interesting flavor profiles going on. And I don't mind that it can be a little warming, but it's not trying to be spicy. It's right. just like, this is the, but I, I like that. Like in the winter, especially like a hot tea that has like, uh, cayenne pepper and, yeah, and little different cayenne, spices yeah. in it. Yeah, I like that. And it's yeah. actually healthy for you. Hell so, yeah. Huh. yeah, I like that. But it's kind of like the, like, I can't imagine the, the, you know, hot, spicy stuff and, and like I said, ice cream. But I also cannot imagine bacon and ice cream. And I know that's, that's a, a famous thing one that I, yeah, that was a thing that people really loved. I would do this particular mm -hmm. ice cream. It was chocolate covered bacon, uh, maple ice cream. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would just sit there, cook bacon. Then I would sit there and dip it in chocolate, freeze it, chop it up, throw it over here. Then I would candy some pecans mm -hmm. and have those over there. And then I would just make like really nice vanilla ice cream. And then I'd put a big swirl of like real maple syrup in there. And then mm -hmm. throw the bacon, throw the pecans in there. And it's pretty fucking good. Well, that's what I've never had it's that salty, before. Crunchy, yeah. But even sweet. like the like uh, donut cheeseburgers or whatever. Oh, that's I, good. Now, uh, that's, that's the fat kid of me. That's going to kill me. But And I don't do it <laughs> anymore. But like, good Lord. Yeah, you got a good, you need it like an original glazed donut. Then you need that nasty bacon cheeseburger with American cheese. It mm -hmm. needs that on there and just. That sweet, the salty, the it's yeah. And see, I can't, I can't imagine that, but I mean, I would try it because I've tried. Ooh, I've tried some really for, weird shit in I'm my life. I'm not a dessert person. I need it to have a good amount of salt to balance the sweet. Right. So I'm the same way. Like, like if they could make um, a chocolate covered salt cube, that would be great <laughs> because I have to have that. You know, if I eat something sweet. I, I, like right afterwards i'm like craving uh, something salty just to that's like, what my wife does sense. like we'll have ice cream and then she has to have like potato chips right or something like she needs mm -hmm. something some salt afterward mm -hmm. yeah i i thought i had a high like sodium intake and like a, like a pretty high like salt palate you know things like that until i met my wife and she blows me out of the way so we eat very salty food in our house not like it, it things are seasoned correctly right it's kind of like it, my husband though like if we yeah i was just gonna say most people that they don't they're like why does food in a restaurant taste so good because mm -hmm. you, i you put enough salt in it yeah and that's the funny thing like if we go like very rarely do we go out to eat because i cook all the time but if we do and say we go to Mexican or something, and they, of course, bring you the basket of chips. He's literally, like, dumping the... Like, if he could get the thing off the salt shaker, I'm sure he'd just, like, pour it on there. And I'm like, I'm going... <laughs> like, it's too much for me. But, yeah, he likes that really salty business. Yeah, I need it. I need it, yeah. I'll get the fucking spiciest salsa they have, and then I'll... Mm -hmm. I don't... I'm not as excessive as your husband, but I need a good little shake on there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. And I'm like, do you want some chips with your salt? <laughs> yummy, 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 yummy. Oh, my dear. It is such a pleasure 
talking to you. You're so fun and just like you're you have such a beautiful spirit and beautiful energy. And that just comes through. And I hope um you, everybody listening to the show uh goes and checks yours out. Uh download, like, subscribe, share, comment, all of that good business because Nate is a fantastic person to know. So tell them again where they can find you. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Janet. And thank you for inviting me on. Um, my show is called The Reality Czars. Um, we did a Bigfoot documentary this past summer. Um, my partner, Ben, Ben is fucking awesome. Uh, we are going to be doing a paranormal, like, ghost uh, documentary this Ooh, think, nice. in about a month. In about a month, I think we're going to start filming. And we have a bunch of crazy ideas and it kind of freaks me out, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, and, um, but so those are kind of fun things to look forward to as well. But like our show, I try to put out three episodes a week, but dude, I've been working so much. So you're, you're lucky to get two right now. So I'm putting out a couple, two new episodes every week. Um, we have really interesting, fun guests, like people that I want to talk to, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Um, and the the topic is always different. We're never talking about the same shit. Like we're always just ha exploring ideas and just having mm -hmm. fun. So uh, yeah, check us out. You can watch the video on Rockfin, and I'm also now uploading it. Uh, Spotify lets you put out video now too. So I'm, I'm yeah, I heard that. that. Yeah, Ellie uh, told so me that. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. So I watched one of hers on there. So we're so, doing that and yeah, and just come check us out. We're, uh, I'm really easy to, I'm very approachable. I love talking to my, uh, I did, I grab beers with my listeners all the time. I would, uh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> whenever somebody emails me or like hits me up on telegram or Instagram, like I, I seriously go and have beers with my listeners. So uh, I, I at, love that. I wish I could, I wish I lived closer to you because yeah. I would completely hit you up. <laughs> So feel free to hit me up. Tell me what you think. Even if you think I'm stupid, that's fine. Uh, it's <laughs> realitiesars at gmail.com. I love you so much. <laughs> it's been an absolute blast and a pleasure having you on. And for the listeners, uh, being that it's Valentine's Day, a little message for you. Make sure you get out there and spread the love to one right. another because that is so important. So that's the biggest gift that you can give somebody is your love, your patience, and your time. So make sure that you're being kind to people. Be kind. Please rewind. Anyway, so for me and for Nate, thank you so much for stopping in, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.